Welcome to the STEM Teacher Podcast. I'm your host, John Van Dusen. This is episode 46, Daylight Savings Time. Like most of my podcasts, I think that it's going to be a simple, easy, quick thing. And then I actually start looking into the topic and it is massive. Daylight Savings Time is no different. We just had Daylight Savings Time this past Sunday and I thought, you know what, it'd be kind of fun because everybody's, you know, hemming and hawing and grumbling about daylight savings time. It's dark at five o'clock, blah, blah, blah. But I thought, well, let's look into this. And oh, my goodness, is it? There is a lot. So basics of, of daylight savings time is in the spring, we set our clocks one hour ahead. So instead of waking up at, say, six o'clock, you spring it ahead. So you're actually waking up at what would be five o'clock. And in the fall, we push them back. So spring forward, fall back. Those are kind of the basic premises. So let's talk about the origin of it. It was originally used, and the thought behind it was to use a better use of sunlight. We changed in the summer to add daylight from the morning to the end of the day. And you have to remember at that time, there wasn't flashlights. We couldn't just walk in and flip a, flip a light switch daylight was very, very important to both working and family. So it was originally thought of by Ben Franklin while he was an American delegate in Paris. And he wrote an essay on it in 1784 called An Economic Project, where he first originally suggested the idea of daylight savings time. Um, It was first advocated for seriously in 1907 by a London builder, William Willett, in a pamphlet called A Waste of Daylight. And he suggested moving the clock 20 minutes forward every Sunday in the month of April. So a grand total of 80 minutes, 20 minutes at a time, 20 minutes a week. And then setting it back 20 minutes every Sunday in September. So back that same 80 minutes. So instead of an hour, the 60 minutes we have now, he was going to give it 80. And the reason he came up with this is he noticed that his neighbors had their blinds closed in the morning, even when the sun was high. And what he thought was, hey, their blinds are closed, but the sun is out. They're actually wasting daylight. So that's where his pamphlet came out in 1907. So again, remember that they didn't have flashlights. They didn't have uh, standard electricity. They had oil lamps was their primary source of light. So the 80 minute change, the 20 minutes every Sunday for four weeks, that's how it was done in Britain in 1916. Uh, It caused massive confusion on exactly what time it was. They had different things telling the time uh, throughout the day and they were off. And because, you know, the only media they had really was, was newspaper and maybe some radio at that time. Um, Nobody knew what time it was, ever. So that's how it was done in Britain in 1916. And during World War II, Britain actually went on Greenwich Standard Time, which was two hours ahead. So they went on what they call double summer time in an effort to save electricity. So that's just kind of an interesting history of the origin and where it was originally thought of. And in Britain, they actually went on double summer time to start with. So on November 18th, 1883, the United States and Canada instituted standard times within each specific time zone, and it was set up by the railroad. Now, I didn't look 
into this too much, but I have to believe, you know, the railroad uh, is very, very picky on their times. If they say they're pulling in at 916, they're pulling in at 916. And that'd be very frustrating for the engineers who are traveling on a four-hour trip and they show up and the time is 15 minutes different than what their log says, especially if they're traveling across time zones. So prior to November 18th, 1883, time was a local thing. So each town kind of had their own time and everybody set their own time based on some big item in the town, usually like a church tower, you know, a clock tower of some kind, or the local jeweler who was expected to have the the time. So that was November 18th, 1883. And the time zones that switch are requested through the Department of Transportation. And that was a little surprising to me, but it makes a lot of sense when you think of the things that travel across time zones. It's airplanes, it's trains. Those things need to be on time. If I'm flying into Denver from New York City and the time is different, we could have a massive problem with, you know, people, multiple airplanes being trying to be occupy the same space at the same time. And that just wouldn't work. So one thing that's interesting here in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan is all of the counties that touch Wisconsin on the western edge are in central time zone. And the rest of the UP is in eastern time zone. So you have scenarios where there are cities which are west of cities that are in what we call slow time, slow time, fast time. That's the best way I can remember. Um, so you have cities, say, for instance, Covington is in Eastern time zone, but then you have Crystal Falls, which is almost due South, if not a little East is in central time zone. So I've heard rumors of why that is, and I'm not sure exactly why. Again, a change would have to be requested through the Department of Transportation. But I, I heard a story, and I haven't been able to confirm it, but I think it's because when the iron ore left Ishpeming, which is on Eastern time zone, it could get to Ironwood. Say it's a three-hour trip by train. It would only take them two hours by the clock so that they could unload their iron ore. So I like to believe that's the reason, but I'm not really sure. I just think it's pretty interesting that in the Upper Peninsula, we have two time zones um, and you have cities that are west of certain cities where they're on Eastern time zone instead of Central. So just kind of an interesting, interesting little tidbit if you were to look at the Upper Peninsula. So let's move into 1918, the United States Act to Preserve Daylight and Provide Standard Time which instituted daylight savings time starting on March 19th. Now, that was in 1918, and it lasted seven months. It was then repealed because it was so unpopular after World War I. It was instituted during World War I, and then it, as soon as the war was over, boom, they were done with it. So during World War II, President Roosevelt instituted what he called wartime, which went from February 1942 to September 1945, and that was year-round daylight savings time. So they moved the clock forward and that was during wartime. Again, they were trying to preserve electricity. They're trying to maximize work time. So that was all the way up until September, 1945. Now from 1945 to 1966, there were no laws dictating what time it had to be. So the States could choose if they wanted to use daylight savings time 
or not use daylight savings time or not or not change at all. So the Uniform Time Act of 1966 standardized time across the country and time zones. The states could vote to not use daylight savings time, and there's two that chose not to. And the two states that do not recognize daylight savings time is Arizona and Hawaii. They stay on the same time regardless of, you know, when the rest of the country switches daylight savings time. So also some U.S. territories, Guam, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands, they do not recognize daylight savings time. They don't observe it. So the law, the Uniform Time Act of 1966, standardized time across the country. That's not that long ago. All right. The law again was changed in 1972. It was changed again in 1986. And it was changed again in 2005. I had no idea it had changed so many times. So in 2005, they made daylight savings time start at 2 a.m. on the second Sunday of March. And daylight savings ends at 2 a.m. on the first Sunday of November. That's amazing to me. All the way back 2005, that was only 13 years ago, they did this last change of the law. All right, so we are currently, we just had the first Sunday of November. We are we have ended daylight savings time. It gets dark about 5 o'clock now. It's light around 6.15, maximizing daylight. We're not wasting daylight, as noted by uh, the London Villier, William Willett. Benjamin Franklin, I'm sure, would be proud. So some interesting facts about daylight savings time. There's approximately 70 countries throughout the world that use daylight savings time in all of their country or in a portion of their country. Japan, China, and India are the only major industrial countries that do not observe daylight savings time. Japan, China, and India. That's pretty interesting. I wonder why that is. Um, so just an interesting experience for myself. When I was in Afghanistan, they are a half hour off of everybody. So right now it is 10 o'clock here in Kingsford, Michigan. It would be 8.30 at night in Kabul, Afghanistan. They do not switch for daylight savings time. They just went in the middle and they never switch. They stay the same. So maybe the best of both worlds. Uh, maybe we could take a lesson from, from the people in Kabul or in Afghanistan. So uh, one last thing, which I didn't I didn't even think about it, but it makes a lot of sense when you do think about it, is countries in the tropics typically don't observe daylight savings time. And that's because in between the tropics of Cancer and Capricorn, daylight is very consistent throughout the year. It doesn't change a lot. If you think of both extremes at the poles, you know, in the wintertime at both the North and the South Pole, they'll go 24 hours or 23 hours of darkness. And in the summertime, they'll go 23 hours of light because of the tilt of the earth. Um, on its axis, which if you go back to the episode about the moon, which I don't remember what it is. I'm looking back. It is episode, man. Anyway, if you look back at the episode on the moon, episode 39, uh, we talk about the axis tip of the earth, which causes the seasons and also causes, uh, countries near the equator do not have to observe daylight savings time. So that's, that's really neat. So that's the uh, STEM teacher podcast, episode 46, daylight savings time. Talked about the history of it originally, originally thought of by Benjamin Franklin while he was a delegate in Paris. Uh, first advocated seriously um, 
1907 by a London builder because he saw neighbors literally wasting daylight. We talked about some of the ways it was used in Britain, some of the U.S. laws uh, that changed the Uniform Time Act of 1966, which was adjusted in 1972, 1986, and then lastly in 2005. And we talked about uh, some countries that choose to use daylight savings time and some that choose to not. So whether you like daylight savings time or not, it is a law here in the United States, unless your state chooses to vote it out like Arizona or Hawaii. Uh, until next time, this is John Van Dusen with the STEM Teacher Podcast asking you to keep an open mind and try to learn something new every day. You've been listening to the STEM Teacher Podcast hosted by John Van Dusen. You can find the STEM Teacher Podcast on your favorite podcasting app. You can also follow John Van Dusen on Twitter at Mr. Underscore JVD.